Hey everyone, welcome back to the Downtown Discussion. I'm Blake Fisher, the Viva Downtown Program Coordinator, and this is our podcast where we focus on downtown Reading and the people who enhance it through social, cultural, and economic development. I'm excited because I'm joined today with Chris Hadrick from Hadrick Company and Commercial Real Estate and Alan Knott from K2 Development to talk about Market Center and the possibility of new businesses in the first retail floor space and the misuse development that's happening. Um, so Alan, Chris, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Blake. Thanks, guys. So let's start it out with Alan, what's K2 Development and how'd you get involved? Yeah, so K2 Development is a family-owned business. It's my brother Daniel and I, and we have had the pleasure of being raised in this beautiful community. And as we thought about where our future trajectory of our family and where we wanted to go, it was really in real estate and ultimately in helping to develop Reading into a place that we can all love the way it's been, but also enhance and make changes for the future. So we have a great team here in, in town. We call ourselves a family. And uh, the family's now expanded to a total of 12 employees. Wow. And I've uh, taken sense of uh, downtown Reading as being where we want to focus our efforts. So this sounds like a longtime family business, which is kind of cool because I think... Um Chris uh, sort of has kind of the same experience too. Chris, so how'd you get involved with Hadrick and Company with commercial real estate? Yeah, so uh, my dad started the company back in the 80s and just watched what he did, how he was involved in the community. And then much like uh, Alan, had an opportunity to work with my brother and jumped on it. Didn't have any idea how long it would last. Figured that maybe it would take two years to learn everything I need to know. And then I'd go on to the next thing. But, you know, the fun thing about real estate in general is that you're just always learning. There's always something. There's always something new. It's fun working on a big, you know, project and trying to figure out how to put everything together. And it's so exciting, especially when you have a project like the one we're going to talk about today. So, so lucky. So when did you guys actually get connected on all these projects that are happening in downtown? Well, that's an interesting question, Blake, because a long time ago, I came across the old Dickers building, if you remember that, mm -hmm. and I brought it into Chris's office and I said, I'm thinking about buying this. Mm -hmm. And this was early on. This is before <laughs> anything came down. I said, what do you think? And he said, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, everyone is looking way downtown. Uh, but if you can pull it off, it would be one of the most transformative changes to our downtown Reading. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to support your endeavor wherever I can be available. Wow. And um, if you looked at it, we were able to secure some funding. We were able to work with the community at large to develop this project that has all the interconnectivities of transportation, people living downtown, which we had a jobs to housing ratio that was out of whack as mm -hmm. far as downtowns need to be, a city a council, a city a management team that was willing to go on this ride with us. And here we are. We have uh, new streets. We have new buildings. We have people actually going downtown to take their class pictures. We have you living downtown, Blake, right uh, at Market <laughs> Center. Uh, so if you could clean up that balcony a little bit. I, yeah, you guys <laughs> caught me. But uh, the great thing is Chris held his promise, and um, this is no easy feat. You know, this project was marketed through COVID and through a lot of different things that we came out of at the end with a great product that now needs to be programmed. And Chris, to his um, 
you know, to, to, to be a man of his word said, I'm all in, mm-hmm. we're going to go program this. So it makes sense for Reading. So thank you, Chris, for going on this journey with us. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, appreciate that. Thanks for saying that. I mean, to me, honestly, it's really selfish. I'm just so excited <laughs> to see what you're doing uh, downtown. And when you look at what Dickers was and how many, you know, great people and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. took a swing and they, you know, had faith and tried to do different things with that building, you know, 65,000 square foot, huge department store right in the center. It's literally the heart of the the geographical downtown and to, and to take that on and say, okay, we're going to turn that into something amazing um, is really a testament to you guys. So I'm excited to be, I'm, I'm stoked to be a part of it. Well, you guys said it best, you know, for anybody that's lived in Reading or has visited Reading after seeing it um, prior to all this development, yes, we have a completely new downtown. And it's been special through Viva Downtown's Main Street program to be able to work, live, and play here in downtown Reading. So um, kind of putting a timeline, 2019 really was when all this construction began. 2020, the pandemic hit, but construction continued. And when restrictions lifted in 2021 was when you had Mark center completed and these streets uh, street circulation project which is part of the whole development has opened too and in this last month California place apartments have just opened with the new street circulation project so there's been a lot of development happening and we're excited to talk about the next chapter of development. So we've had residents move into the upstairs of these mixed-use development projects of market center but now we're going to talk about the first floor so in this last year, we got to see Apricot Lane move in. Um, that's our first business, and it's a women's clothing boutique uh, run by uh, Cassandra and her husband, Heath, and they're doing incredible. So tell us a little about Apricot Lane and how that was the first business that moved into Market Center. Uh, well, you know, they, they saw what was happening downtown, and um, they were excited about just what can be. You know, there's... you. I hear it a lot that there's, man, there's a lot of vacant space down there, what's happening, and there's just so much happening all at once, and it does take time. And um, so they jumped in and said, I can see it. I know what's going to happen down there. I'm all in. And so they wanted, and they wanted that specific corner, you know, that we talked about different tenants and what's the right tenant for that corner, and just realized that with, with, with their passion, their heart, their love of downtown, they're the right fit. Let's put it together, and it was a, a you know a natural fit for you know that location. So, so we, we put them in, um, and then you know fairly quickly, it did take some time getting the construction done, as is often the case when you're going through mm-hmm. the design process and making sure you get everything just right. Uh, and then in that same process, uh, you know, started working with uh, New Clairvaux. Um, who saw the opportunity as well, liked the other corner and um, what that meant for them with just the quantity of people in their their wine membership and people coming from Reading to visit them and picking up boxes and doing whatever else and thought, you know, we should open up a tasting room down here and where do we want to do that and where do we see the excitement happening and that's where they felt like downtown mm-hmm. again. So we just love that buy-in mm-hmm. and, um, and so um, that's what... We're uh, we're just trying to continue to to grow to uh, to encourage. That's incredible, and both those businesses are well respected. And Apricot Lane's doing fantastic on that corner, and um, they've they've loved seeing all of the events that take place. Um, the people make their way downtown 
specifically for Apricot Lane. And I met New Clairvaux Vineyards over in our newest business, um, Cask and Cleaver, the charcuterie cheese shop. So it was great to meet the uh, winery family over in the cheese shop family over there. <laughs> so what are you guys working on now with Market Center? What's kind of the focus? Yeah, good question, Blake. I think uh, Chris summed it up. We had a couple great tenants come out that really understood the vision. When we started in developing in downtown Reading, you have to realize that the vision wasn't there for most people. In fact, it's gone decades where people just couldn't see the vision of what it could be versus where it has been. And my brother said it best, downtown Reading was missing its front door. When you go to a community, you ask, where's your downtown? That's usually the most common question. And most people would be sent to Hilltop Drive or the mall as here's where you should go or the Sundial Bridge, but downtown was definitely not top of mind. Mm -hmm. So our goal was to make downtown top of mind. And part of that is build it. Uh, We built it and thought they would come. And to be frank, uh, we built it and we had a lot of folks that were thinking about moving downtown into retail opportunities or restaurant opportunities. But when COVID hit, Mm -hmm. it really pushed pause on that market. And that market started to evolve and change. And if you look at how people consume goods and how people go to businesses and how many people are cooking at home versus going out or throwing a barbecue versus going out, Mm -hmm. that whole model has been flipped on its head. Mm -hmm. So we as a building owner could have either made a decision to continue status quo Mm -hmm. or we could be good entrepreneurial and say, let's evolve with the spirit of this world and how do we create an environment that people want to come. And the environment that we wanted to create was an environment that we feel like we have a strong, strong fiduciary duty to this community. They've basically entrusted us mm-hmm. with their downtown to build these beautiful buildings, and, but they want something to do when they get there. Perfect. They don't want to just come look at them. Mm-hmm. So we, have, um, we are rolling out uh, the Reading Public Market, and we're super excited to do this. It has been a year in the making. Uh, we get asked the question hundreds of times a month, what's coming in? What are you guys doing? Why are the v- buildings so vacant? Mm-hmm. Whether it's city council all the way down to m- my own kids, uh, asking why <laughs> are these buildings vacant? <laughs> and we now have the answer of what we've been working on for the last year. Wow. And it's Reading Public Market. So yeah, yeah what's the Reading Public Market? Yeah, so there are examples. There's actually quite a few cities around the nation that are opening up various public markets right now, um, and then obviously have some existing, very established public market. Oftentimes, kind of the epitome or quintessential kind of public market would be, you know, Oxbow in Napa or the Ferry Building in San Francisco or Pike's Public Market in Seattle. Um, so. That's the the style is this opportunity to showcase what is the greatest of the region in one location. Mm. So rather than making this large, expansive tour that might take a day or days to do, you're getting it all in one location, getting an opportunity to walk around, get a real feel for what's happening. It's very European-esque. So you you get the hustle and bustle of the different entrepreneurs, the artisan crafting there. You can actually see everything being made and and walk through and and talk to the people that are actively uh, creating whatever it is that you're eating. And they're and they're locals. They're they're um, excited about what they're doing. They're excited to share what they're doing. So it just creates that um, additional experience that you might not get in anywhere you know anywhere else. Um, and that's the exciting part about it is is not only creating a one stop location where you can do that, 
but also in a way that is enjoyable to stay for a while. Uh, and bring the bring the families, um, hang out outside, uh, and then you know share. You know, bring bring uh, guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a study that was done talking about kind of placemaking, right? And and how do you know that you're in a certain area when you take a photo and it's not just another, you name it, Main Street across the United States because everyone's it, it all starts to look the same after a while. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you make it? How do you differentiate it? It's projects like this. It's 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 faith in the community and and investment in the community to do that, uh, and and to make something where uh, um, people know like okay this is something I can only get um, I'm here in Reading and that's that's the goal of um, the project in general. Well, with these businesses that are going to place make and show the best of the North State, are you able to share who these businesses are that you are going to be moving into Market Center? Yeah, we uh, are here today to make a couple of announcements. I mean, Pike's Place, they just throw a, a couple salmon around. We're actually going to throw swordfish. Hey! And yeah, yeah, this is going to be exciting. We're That's actually right, going to see if you would like to sign up for that. No, I'm just joking. I think a big part of having a public market is in Reading mm-hmm. is to right-size it for Reading. And so we spent a lot of time, we actually hired the mastermind between, but behind the Oxbow Public Market, mm-hmm. a gentleman by the name of Steve Carlin. And we spent about three months with Steve, as well as other leaders in our community, just figuring out whether this was the right move for our community. And once we did that, then we had to figure out how to program it. What are the right ingredients for a public market? So we, we learned the following. We learned to be a public market, it has to be a community gathering space. So you have to have it programmed in a way that people want to come Sunday through Saturday. So we want to want seven days a week. It has to be open. It has to be a place where you're coming out of town. It has to meet the local community need. The mm-hmm. local community is the key to a public market. So a lot of times people do things and they want to attract tourists. Mm-hmm. A public market should be community first. What makes sense for our community? Once you've solved that, then you have to start programming with the right merchants. The merchants need to be artisans of their craft. Mm -hmm. They got to be who you would consider masters of their craft. They have to not only sell product that you can consume on site, but product that maybe you might be able to take home and cook in your own oven or stove. And third, maybe just sell the ingredients to it and teach you how to do it. And so those three elements are very critical to who the artisan is. And then when you think about the artisans, it has to have a few ingredients there. You need a baker. A baker is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a butcher. Uh, that's also important to the market. You need a candlestick. No, I'm joking. You don't need a candlestick maker. <laughs> but you also need to have other elements outside the butcher, which would also be a produce. So the other supporting cast of a butcher and a baker would also be produce. And that makes you a market. Once you've established yourself as a market, then you start filling in the blanks from there. Redding's unique in that we have a very um, strong move towards a brewing market and a wine market. And uh, I like to have a cocktail or two. So we've also added an ingredient to Reading that's specific to the Reading public market that'll be a drinks garden. And I'll pause there and let Chris maybe Mm. expand on who he's attracted to fulfill some of these criteria. Wow. Yeah, so so really excited to announce the current tenants uh, and the current... uh, Entrepreneurs and artisans and and you know best of their field that are coming into the market, knowing that there's also opportunity for those that are out there listening right now. If they want to jump in, to certainly reach out and call us because we're 
always interested to hear um, who else might be interested. But but we've been working with um, Fall River. So Fall River Brewing is going to have a, a downtown tap house, which we're really excited about. They have been a great partner from the very beginning. As soon as we approached them and said, this is what we're thinking for our downtown, they got on board right away and they were all in. So we just feel so excited to have them and um, to, to have them kind of flank the, uh, the drinks garden, if you will, or this outdoor patio, which we really focused on creating an outdoor patio that can really be utilized year round, right? Because we have we have we have cold and apparently really wet winters now, which is great. <laughs> and then we have really really hot summers, and which I'm proud of as a as a local Reading, you know that that's who we are. And um, so we you know have a a covered patio, have heating elements, have you know uh, commercial grade micro misters that just don't drip on you that actually lower the temperature. We've got we're gonna have uh, fire pits. We're gonna have all this outdoor communal seating that everybody can go and get what they want to have and come and sit down together. And so Fall River is gonna be on one side. We have a uh, exciting bar um, that's gonna be a, a scratch cocktail bar, a unique experience um, that. Uh, Alan's been doing a, a, a lot of research on and certainly putting some effort into. And I'm going to kick it back to you, actually, to talk about that bar real fast. And oh, the other ones. yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole tour of public markets is I also had to go on a bar tour. That would be my favorite tour as well. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting because at the beginning of the day of the bar tour, we were just enjoying looking at the bars. But by the end of it, we actually just fell in love with each other and not the bar. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, you definitely need to manage your intake when doing a bar tour. It's not a pub crawl. It's a bar tour. Mm -hmm. And so we uh, fortunately hired a uh, top-tier architect to come in and not only design an artisan craft cocktail bar, but also uh, brand it and uh, come up with the interior design that feels like it's been here 100 years, but it can be here another 100. Mm. So um, we're going to tease you with that, and we will release more information on that bar later. I will tell you that one of the unique features of the bar, though, is we heard from a lot of folks in this community that they were really looking for a bottle shop. They were looking for a place that they can go try and buy some of the favorite bourbons or gins or vodkas or whatever fits their fancy uh, in a single location that also had some type of experience to it. So one of the pieces the bar will have is a top-notch bottle shop that you might come for your bachelor party or just a night out for your birthday or just with some friends, but also not only be able to consume, but also buy product. And that's part of the market, right? That we're going to have a merchant experience and the bar will have the same. Outstanding. Thanks for that teaser. So we know Fall River, potential for a scratch cocktail bar. Yep. What other businesses are going to be moving in? So we're also excited about a, a bakery. There's going to be a, a new bakery for Reading, um, established, uh, uh, you know, entity and operator already in the community. But they um, are going to be unveiling their uh, name and and what they're doing there on their on their time. But um, going to be a great um, baking experience where you can come and get fresh made uh, breads, pastries. Um, um, various other um, items are going to be doing um, uh, soups with uh, bread bowls and uh, pretzel bites and all that kind of stuff. Um, they're also going to be incorporating some um, a coffee experience. So you're going to bring in a, a new kind of you know coffee brand and um, a different style of um, the experience of the different coffee. 
Um, and then we're also bringing on um, Bantam. So so Bantam is going to be um, doing a lot of their you know various you know chicken and shrimp and grits and that Cajun um, um, you know food that they've done so well. And so they're they're we're excited to have them because they too as soon as we you know talk to them about the idea we're just on board right away really excited about it. Um, we're in the process of discussions with a number of other uh, um, tenants and and are enjoying that process because everybody has different creativity and styles that they're bringing. And that's the goal really mm-hmm. is that each part of the market has its own feel has its has its own kind of ownership. And and so you want to be able to go down there and experience everything. And and in that study that I was talking about before, they talked about what really makes a uh, a, a healthy downtown. What's what's kind of the indicator, if you will. And and sometimes we'll talk about how some communities, before you leave your house, you have to make the decision where you're going. You know, are we going to this place or this place? What do you feel like? And let's go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And that's it, it, we we have the luxury, fortunately, of doing that in Reading. But a real great downtown is where you can say, you know what? Let's just go downtown. Let's figure it out. And that's the goal: is you're either going to start here, end here. You're going to bring everybody here. You're going to just really enjoy what Reading has to offer in one place. We're headed in that direction. I have no doubt. Especially somebody that's that's you know lived here my whole life. Um, and got to see how our downtowns changed from the last 20 years to the last five years. And I'm excited for everything that you guys are working on. So Fall River was the big one, Bantam Kitchen, yep. potential for a bar, a bakery. Did we cover everybody? We did. Yep. That's incredible. Um, we have no worries about timelines with a good downtown because you never stop planning. But do you have a timeline on when the Reading Public Market will be officially implemented and possibly open? So we are just finishing the schematic design phase and in design development. Mm-hmm. And then now we'll, um, in the next month and a half, be at construction uh, plans. And at that point, uh, we'll submit. So this should deliver the project by summer of 2024. Perfect. And that, at that point, the goal would be to have all the spaces filled. So when you come there, you have 13 purveyors that you can now interact with Wow! in the Reading Public Market. Um, to hear the businesses, uh, number one, Fall River. Mm-hmm. To have Fall River move into our downtown is huge because our main breweries in Reading are in downtown. Cedarcrest, Woody's, Final Draft, and now Fall River. I mean, that's a huge tourism grab. And for everybody that likes beer that lives here, we're all in walking distance now, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Bantam. To hear them moving part in downtown, it sounds like they're still going to be running their other location over on Hartnell, and this will be a second location. Um, right? And I don't, yeah, I don't know what their plan is, but I know that they're working on that, and you know, that's they'll, I'm sure, go into that more. We'll have them on the podcast the next there you time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I think Bantam is great because their product. Um, if you haven't been to Bantam, you have to try it. It's it's out of this world. I look forward to their brunches, their dinners, that Cajun style that you're talking about, and Southern home cooking. And much like their predecessor, Fusion Lounge was open their shop in uh, Hartnell, have moved to downtown and have found great success in their location. So um, yeah. that's incredible for these restaurant and breweries. And um, I'm looking forward to everything that you guys are doing. So I guess the last thing is, why did you both choose to invest in downtown Reading? That's a great question. 
um, that's very easy to answer. Uh, downtown was broken. Mm -hmm. I mean, downtown was abandoned when I-5 came through Shasta County. And while I-5 turned its back on downtown, this community didn't. Mm -hmm. And what we found when we started talking to people is that everyone was looking for that downtown experience. They wanted to see downtown the way they remembered it. I bought my first pair of shoes at Dicker's. That's where we went to shop when I was a kid. And to not have that experience for my kids that now that we move back to Reading would be a shame. So you invest in downtown because your heart's there, mm -hmm. but mainly because the community heart's there. That's the, that's the heartbeat of our community. And so we are down there in a big way. And uh, what we'd ask, though, is that it is a community hub. So please join us in this effort. It takes a lot of people to pull this off. Uh, we will put our money where our mouth is and make investments in all the businesses that are coming into Market Center and all the investments we're making downtown to help close the financial gap. But what we really need is people with the heart and soul of this community to come down and operate businesses. Mm. We'll help you to get it the rest of the way. Thank you, Alan. Yeah, no, well <clears throat> well said. I, I, mine, I feel like it's very selfish just as a community member and being here as a, as a kid, like you were saying, and going and shopping at Dickers and, and knowing what it can be and knowing the, the community that I want to live in. You know, what does that look like as, a, as just someone who says, this is where I want to be and I also want to have this experience and how do I help create that? And um, so that's why I focus down here because I just love what what Alan and the K2 team have done and then just continuing to fight the good fight that that Viva Downtown has the torch that you guys if your organization has been you know John Truitt and everyone has done for so long I remember coming back from college and going to the Market Fest downtown and just being like wow this is cool this is exciting and and knowing what it could be if we just get those permanent businesses the effort that you guys went to to say like here's what we're doing on a Thursday night we could try to do this every night. Mm -hmm. And so that's finally what's starting to happen. And that's what I get excited about. Well, thank you, Chris. Alan, well said. This was an incredible podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. And you've been saying you're interested in people with ideas and merchants that are interested in moving in. What's the best way to contact um, you guys? So you can contact uh, me at, at the Hadrican Company office at 530-221-1127. Um, or my email is chris at hadrick.com, and that's chris, C-H-R-I-S, at H-A-E-D-R-I-C-H dot com. Um, or we can give out um, Alan's cell phone. Well, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, Alan, thank you for being um, two advocates that are surely enhancing downtown through social, cultural, and economic development. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.